You're listening to Lost and Sound, a podcast exploring music, identity, and the future. My name's Paul Hanford. I've always believed that one of the best ways we come together is through music. And through this series, I'm looking at how music can and is bringing us together now and in the future. From my base in Berlin, we'll be meeting artists from a range of disciplines from all across the world who are drawing on music right now, some already exploring new ways of doing this. Today, I had a chat with Bushwa Kaikja. Hey, how's it going? I hope you're good. Yesterday was Valentine's Day, February the 14th, um, which for me was the day that nine years ago I first got off the plane for the very first time at Schoenefeld Airport and discovered Berlin as a visitor at the time for the very first time. I would not have known that nine years later I'd be living here. So whatever other romance, whatever hinge fails I might have in life, um, I always have the romance with the city on that day and right now the city is still snowy i know in a lot of places maybe where you're listening it's really snowy too but where i am as usual alongside the canal in kreuzberg it is completely frozen over it's so frozen over that and it's been like this for days and days and days that i can see right now people skating there are people cycling, people just strolling across. I had a stroll across it a few days ago, but I'm a little bit, ooh, I don't know now. Uh, maybe I've seen The Shining or or some film where the snow cracks or something like that. But you go for it. You 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 do it. People seem really confident doing it. Um, it was also snowing yesterday in Istanbul, where I had a really lovely chat with Bushra Kaiksha. I apologise about my slightly dodgy pronunciation there. Pianist, composer, interior designer. Sorry? Oh, the bag. Yeah, I know. I know. It's sorry. I can put this in. Thank you. Thank you for telling me, though. <laughs> Cheers. Um, yeah, I, I've um, I left my rucksack open on my back uh, so I can put this recorder in my pocket really, really, really quickly afterwards because it's so, so, so cold. But yes, as I was saying. Um, pianist composer interior designer um she makes beautiful music and i've always been drawn to the idea of the kind of connection between objects and space and and sound and this is something amongst many things that i wanted to ask her about Bushra Kaikcha's beautiful piano compositions have a unique way of capturing something in the moment her social media presence 
particularly on Instagram, has become, I think, a really positive beacon in a world where it's still perhaps unusual to see a woman wearing a headscarf in a creative role. I love her sound and the space and emotion she conjures up, and I was so fascinated to discover more about how she combines all of her different disciplines. This is what happened one snowy day when we had a chat. Um, it's snowing here in Istanbul. Wow. Yes, it's snowing in Berlin as well. It's been snowing here for, feels like about a week now. <laughs> um, it's got to the point where, where like the lake, the river near me is completely frozen over and people are walking on it as well. Mm. Um, what, how, what's the snow like in Istanbul? Um, it just started um, t today or last night, maybe. I didn't see it. Um, but we haven't uh, been seeing snow here for almost two or three years, I guess, if I'm not wrong. Uh, it's a nice thing to have snow in Istanbul. <laughs> not very rare. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can imagine because I, I imagine in Berlin is is very common in Berlin the image of Berlin to be cold and snowy, but mm -hmm. I, I imagine in Istanbul is is much more rare, much more yeah. of a. Are you going to go go outside and enjoy the snow outside? Yes, I have a daughter, by the way. <laughs> She's waiting outside mm. the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could imagine. Come on, come on. I want the snow. Yes, um, I gave her. Uh, I, I'll be out around one, one o'clock, maybe. Uh, she's waiting there. Uh, mm. I, I'll take her outside, probably. Amazing. How old is she? Six. Right, I see. So at that age, particularly, snow must be like a really fantastical, um, yes, imaginative, yes. fun thing. Yeah. She says, I demand going out. <laughs> <laughs> As every child has a right to at, at snow time. Yeah. Yes. Um, so thanks for talking to me today. Um, I really love your music. And I, it's really amazing to have the opportunity to have a little chat for the podcast. Thank you. And um, I wanted to just start by kind of asking how you're doing. And, and I'm not really sure what the situation is like in Istanbul with... Covid and lockdown mm -hmm. and and how how is how is it and how has it affected your work or your life in 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 a big mm -hmm. way? Uh, we are only in lockdown at the weekends. Right now, it's lockdown actually. Mm -hmm. um, we I, I don't follow the numbers anymore actually <laughs> because it. it I, I just heard that they are rising again um, these days. So I stopped looking at the number, the situation and feeling bad about it. I'm just waiting the day it's going to be over. Mm. Um, and this is this has been kind of a productive process for me. Um, just at the beginning of the pandemic, I made a decision about changing one of the rooms in our house into a home studio. Mm. I bought a new piano. It's the, it's the best decision I've ever uh, made uh, since the pandemic, actually, because uh, I had a chance to compose new pieces and make some new projects. Uh, otherwise, I only have a piano in my studio, but uh, I have a very limited access um, since the coronavirus. So it's not bad. <laughs> 
Yeah. And so, because do you, do you, I think a lot of artists I speak to um, are kind of like, despite the difficulties outside, have, have found like the inner space sort of mm-hmm. something that like, you know, the, there's a lot to explore. Like you're talking about having your studio and I've seen on in, in Instagram as well, the studio set up as well. So you found that there's been like a more chance to kind of explore creativity in, in your music. Yes, exactly. And I am also a very much introvert character. Uh, I didn't feel <laughs> I didn't feel stressed about being at home all the time because um, this is almost how I live since many, many years. Um, I have very mm. few friends, very few people to see and visit. Um, so um, I'm feeling okay with the situation. And yes, it has been very much productive. And I have composed um, eight or nine songs lately, I think. Mm. Yeah, that's that's awesome. amazing. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, it's really interesting that you say that you're an introvert because I think um, it's funny the way that sort of a lot of creative people, a lot of people that express themselves with a platform are actually introverted people. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes it can be quite confusing to understand that someone who you see their face and you hear what they do can mm-hmm. be quite introverted mm-hmm. as a human as well. Mm-hmm. Do, you, I, do you feel, uh, do you get nervous when it comes to performing? Uh, performing is a different atmosphere, I think, uh, because um, I don't enjoy, for example, TV shows very much. <laughs> Or I don't enjoy the Zoom uh, meetings, Zoom chats, uh, but I am okay with the podcasts. <laughs> I feel much more uh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> confident <laughs> when you don't see me, just my voice. And showing my artwork is absolutely no problem on social media. Um, but the performance is... Uh, somehow it's a different feeling because you get into those that atmosphere you create with your music and you say this is this is me um this is what i live inside and i let you to see it oh wow yeah yeah i see what you mean yeah it's i think um because for me i i feel quite introverted but i'm also quite confident when it comes to the stuff I do but if I was in a situation like if I was in a room with a lot of people that I don't know where I'm not doing what I do that's when I'm very shy I think mm-hmm. uh, I was invited to 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 a TED talk um, two years ago uh, I, mm. I told the community uh, I won't go on stage if I'm not going to play piano <laughs> because when it's <laughs> <laughs> when it's there I feel okay I feel like a, a friend is a, is a company at the moment and I feel safe mm. with it <laughs> yeah and what, what is it about the piano as well the, how, how did the piano come into your life um, I, I was I started at uh, when I was nine years old I remember this image my father uh, bought me a keyboard just a small keyboard one night, <laughs> not, not, nothing planned actually. And then my mother, um, we went to a music school with her, the, a weekend music school. And I was, um, I took piano lessons for almost nine or 10 years. 
I am also, by the way, an only child, um, not very social one. And arts in general, not just piano, also painting, also ballet. These are all, these were all my friends at first sight. Um, in time, it, mm. it, the situation changed. It, it changed into something about producing uh, production. But I would say definitely these are all my friends. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, it's interesting you say that as well because, you know, you're, you're an architect as well mm-hmm. and you, you're, you're, an art, you're a painter, an illustrator too. Um, there seems to be like, it makes a lot of sense you saying that they're all your friends, these mm-hmm. things, because um, in a way they, they seem like such disciplines mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. you know like architecture interior design is such a focused mm-hmm. discipline um do you, how, how, how do you manage mm-hmm. having all of these different strands that you do well in the first half uh, be, uh, until college i studied um piano ballet and painting um and then when it was time to pick a major um, my, my family uh, was not very okay with studying in a conservatory because at 90s, um, being a musician was not considered as a serious job um, in, in Turkey, I would say. Um, people were considering uh, things with a much more conservative perspective and there wasn't these opportunities because right now we have lots of chances to show our productions, lots of ways. Anyway, so I didn't want to um, um, get so far from arts. And the only option I saw, which is much more related with maths and also arts, was architecture. Um, also, um, the, the entrance exam to the faculty was by drawing. Um, it also hit me as well. I, was, I, I, I thought to myself, I'm, I'm going to continue on drawing. So, but it's not like painting. I wasn't aware of what is, what is drawing in architecture. So um, it was more, more like an emotional choice for me, but I never regretted studying interior architecture. Uh, it, it gained me another perspective about life and arts. So, um, by the way, uh, about uh, your question, um, I just realized I didn't give a full answer. Um, I didn't... No, I, I love I love it when conversations <laughs> go where they need to go. That's absolutely fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I kind of quit my studies during the faculty because, uh, you know, inter- interior architecture is, is a really hard major um, to continue mm. um, to, to get graduated from. Um, afterwards, I continued on studying as an interior designer. Uh, and then I gave a break uh, because I had a child almost about two years. And in this, in these two years, I started to change my mi- mind um, about just continuing mm. as an interior designer. Mm. And so, and also, sort of, you sort of, there's a lot of things you sort of mentioned there, and kind of saying going back to the '90s um, when you felt that maybe like interior design and architecture was much more of a kind of. Uh, taken more seriously as an option um, mm-hmm. and so 
with music, it wasn't seen as being something that was that you could take so seriously or, or was seen as being something as seriously then? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, my parents and, uh, and their generation, they kept, they kept asking, how are you going to make money? How are you going to earn your life? Because mu musicians and painters, they struggle a lot in life. Um, they put too much um, effort and they gain very less. Um, this this mm. was the main reason. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like um, uh, uh, yeah? It's definitely it's it's just a worldwide thing, isn't it? That yes. sort of uh, artists have 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 troubles, have big have big bank problems and stuff. Uh, <laughs> my my father in those years, my father kept telling me, "Did you know that one guy started to make money when he was dead?" <laughs> Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's very difficult, isn't it, when you are actually... Because um, I think there's so many more things we're understanding now about how people are. Like, we didn't understand autism and we didn't understand d dyslexia and things like that a while ago. And I think with creativity or, like, people that have creative thoughts, I think we're beginning to understand a bit more now that... Some of us are just born like that, really. <laughs> yes, exactly. So with, with um, piano uh, and with your music, what kind of inspires you in terms of the music you make? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, that's a really big question, isn't it? So I don't know if you want me to break it down a little more or if that is, that's a good starting point. <laughs> um, the very first time was um, about... Uh, studying neoclassicals or minimalist music on piano was when I was in high school, the senior year, because I was trying to get ready for the university exams. And I told my piano teacher that I cannot continue anymore studying classical music because it is also very, very hard. Mm. And I want to quit my lessons. She said, no, please don't. <laughs> And she said, uh, let's, mm. let's continue with film musics, if you would like to, with neoclassical music. And I wasn't aware of what it was until then. The f very first piece we started working with was from Michael Neiman, the um, film, the, the piano. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. Um, the the mm. heart asks pleasure first. Uh, the, the heart asks pleasure. Yes, this, this was the first piece I studied in, in sense of neoclassicals and I absolutely loved it. <clears throat> and then I continued with these uh, names, Ludovico Einaudi, um, uh, the composer of the movie Amelie. And um, then Oliver, Oliver mm. Arnold's, Nils Frams, John Cates. Um, I studied almost every piece of these musicians. Um, and then, um, remember I told you that I g g gave a break to architecture when uh, I gave birth to my daughter for almost two years. Um, uh, I, I didn't want to get back to the architectural world, that um, strict uh, world, I would say, anymore. And in that time, I discovered the prepared piano. So um, it was a match with the 
identity I have as a designer and also as a musician. I like the possibilities. I like the idea of adding a material to your instrument and the, which, which means to me you are redesigning the instrument and, um, there are lots of possibilities. There were lots of possibilities of new sounds. So this really hit me actually. And I said to myself, I am going to, from now on, I'm going to continue with this idea, with this uh, concept. Because mm. it's, it's interesting you say that because um, um, we've prepared piano as well. You're talking about kind of like the piano becoming, it's more, more of an object as well than just an instrument as well. And th th there is a connection here with, with uh, design as well um, in terms of like they're, they're both kind of, you know, they're both buildings in a way, aren't they? Yes, yes, exactly. And and in piano is the um, the most um, as as in a in a form it, it looks like a structure it it looks like a building to me mm. <laughs> the upright piano I would say mm. yeah I because I my first memory of piano was my grandma had um, a, a little grand piano um, in her living room mm -hmm. and before long time before I learned how to play. I don't really know how to play very well, but uh, before I started trying to learn a little bit, I used to climb underneath it. Um, and as a little child, it was really exciting to kind of just kind of make a little base for myself underneath the piano. And then slowly I kind of realized you can, you can make sounds with it as well. Yes. And, you know, my, my... and sometimes, you know, they can be good. My daughter does that too right now. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a whole world of wonder, yes, isn't it, it for, is for it? the piano? Like exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what was it about the the freedom of, um, you sort of mentioned about like Michael Nyman, film music and Jan Tiersen mm -hmm. and Nils Fram. What was it about the freedom of this music compared to the uh, classical composition that you began with that, that really interested you? Um, I was more interested with uh, repetitive movements. Um, there is an interesting story about this. Once I visited an exhibition, it was a contemporary art exhibition, and I was looking to an object. Um, the, the object was keep repeating the same movement, and I found myself looking at that object uh, endlessly, and I feel... Um, calm, I felt um, released. Um, I, I like the feeling very much because there is no surprise. Uh, you know what, what's the next step? What is it going to do? Um, even if there is going to be change, the change is slowly um, with, um, uh, how can I say, uh, with serenity maybe. And I like the idea of um, doing the same thing in music with those, because minimalist music is mostly um, formed of, uh, you know, repetitive movements. It is like the music, I, it's like the feeling I am making the music I want to listen to. And, and with that, there's also, there's a kind of a big amount of space between music. And with your music as well, there is... There are moments where there is space between sound, um, and because you're mostly using just a piano as well. Not, I don't mean just, but you know, you're not. You haven't kind of got like a big orchestra, and 
you know, synthesizers going on. Um, how important for you is that element of space where there is just silence? Uh, you mean on stage? Um, either, really. I think just in the music, there's a, there are, there, there's the fact that there's gaps between notes and there's ambience where, where it is, every, all of the sound is coming from piano. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say uh, we have this saying is, uh, we have this saying in architecture, um, design is important, but also the space between objects, between rooms are also very important. And sometimes it's, it's what it shapes your design. The space is what shapes your design. And I try to follow the, the same idea in my music um, as well. I am trying. <laughs> so most of the, well, most of the ideas and techniques are actually not the ones I bring from my musical background, but I would say architectural background. Mm. Yeah, that's really interesting because it is... Um... Because that was what I was going to ask you as well, really. But it's all kind of bleeding into the same kind of thing, really. The the architecture and and the music as well. There is a sort of there's a sort of a physical structure to the sound that you make as mm-hmm. well, isn't there? Mm-hmm. 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 Sorry, that was probably. That probably... I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I'm sorry. I uh, lost you. No, no, sorry. I, yeah. It's quite early on a Sunday here, so I'm still on that first coffee and waking up a little bit. So my my apologies if I'm not explaining okay. things very well. No, no. <laughs> um, yeah. I, but, I understand what you said, but I didn't get the question. I see. So it's more, I think I'm kind of asking more about the more of the kind of connection between uh, the interior design mm-hmm. and the music. One thing being what we see as being objects and the other thing being kind of just what we hear, you know, Mm -hmm. and how you make the connections between both. Okay, 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 I got it. Uh, For me, the the connection between architecture and music is um, I discovered that not only um, engineers or architects are building spaces, are doing construction because... um, Consider yourself, whenever Mm. you listen to a piece, um, don't you go to somewhere else in your mind, Mm. some some another times, some another place, because the music creates an atmosphere with the notes and with the feelings. Um, So it takes you places to places, you visit somewhere else. And I believe um, this is uh, the one strong connection um, about building building a place and building music. <laughs> mm. I see what you mean. Yeah, definitely. And um, I think also kind of going on to, um, I'm apologies about my pronunciation as well, uh, but with momentary etudes, is, momentary etudes, I mean, being etudes. English, etudes, uh-huh. sorry, my in- being uh-huh. English, we're so etudes. bad at pronouncing. No, but, um, no, it's okay. Yeah, thank you. Um, but I love that piece. And you mentioned um, in social media connected with it that it's about um, uh, in connection with it being a, a moment that's safe where mistakes and reflection is safe. 
Um, I was wondering if you'd <laughs> be able to tell me a little bit more about what you mean about that. Um, as in the name, it's, mm. it's a one-time recorded uh, piece. Uh, I never played it into second because I don't rem remember what I played as well <laughs> right now. Um, well, it, it, the, 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 the most essential thing about that piece is exactly that moment. Uh, I was going through some um, feelings. I was struggling with things. I have been working with a mentor um, about being safe with the mistakes on stage or on recordings. Mm. I needed to work on that. And we um, we came to a nice level with her. A nice we took a nice step with her, and I felt like I am. Um, um, how can I say? Um, getting away from my troubles time mm. to time. So um, when I when I have lots of feelings inside, this is also a, a way a technique. Um, uh, about composing for me in my case um, when I am full of lots of feelings um, that I need to take them out I just go directly to my piano and play something and at that moment um, it actually came to me I I said to myself I need to record this because something is going to came out uh, from this um, piece and I recorded it and my mentor told me why don't you release it and you will experience um, the feeling of being imperfect is safe because the piece is full of recording mistakes and some technical mistakes there are some um, other things and it's it's not a it's not a full musical piece it's it has lots of different parts and each is not very much connected with them and surprisingly this piece is the first piece that i've made it to an editorial spotify list after all of these releases <laughs> It's always really funny, so, isn't it, so how it, the imperfections come through. With people love that. <laughs> yes, yes. So it's it's a really very nice experience, and I am very happy that I follow my instincts, not the rules, the musts. And I think this is a thing from classical. Do you think it's from classical training as well? Of of there's still a little bit sometimes in classically trained people that have to kind of have instincts uh, where they have to fight the rules a little bit? Probably, probably. I, I was also um, judged very harshly by the people here coming from classical backgrounds and uh, who are masters of piano. Um, this also gave me very negative feelings about performing, about recording, about writing. But I kind of get over all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so is this, is this it kind of it sounds like it's sort of acted as a kind of a thing that made you feel a lot stronger yes exactly and could you tell me a little bit more about these um, if you don't mind um, about like you were saying that like you had these negative 
reactions mm -hmm, from mm -hmm. people. Can you tell me a little bit more about what you've what you've experienced and mm -hmm, faced mm -hmm. uh, in opposition to what you're doing? It's very interesting because I get uh, lots of um, negative interactions from various kinds of groups. I mean, not just the uh, mm. conservatives, not just the liberals, not just the um, classical music followers. Every kind of group, um, every kind of human in Turkey find something to be, um, um, I mean, uncomfortable about me. <laughs> it, it, it was, it was hard, uh, at the beginning, but then I stopped reading all of these hate messages and comments because there is also a very huge audience that um, follows me, listens to my music, um, writes me really nice things, nice feelings about my music. And I, I realized that I should only focus on positives. Um, of course, I am open to new ideas about my music, about how to improve myself. But, um, you know, th this is very common in social media right now. It happens kind of to everyone to get hate messages. Um, but I believe uh, we should stop reading them if we are not going to stop what we are doing. Yeah, and I think it's, it's, it's really important what you're saying there in terms of how I see it as well. And I feel like I could ask you a lot of questions further on that, but I'm also aware in doing that as well, it's bringing an energy into the world. Um, and, and what you're, you know, the way, I love the way you describe um, how you've also got lots of followers. And, mm -hmm. you know, there is a, you know, particularly like say on Instagram, there's a lot of people that also must be, come to you and get a vibe off you that gives them confidence <laughs> as well. And I do believe it's so much more important to feed that rather than kind of voice the negative people, like you say, like the haters. Let yeah, haters yes. be haters. Yes, think? yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and do you get messages from people that are also... Um, Maybe maybe women as well that are the the kind of creative that are kind of you're giving inspiration to to do their own thing as well. Yes, exactly. Uh, a poet, for example, a, um, a writer who are inspired by my works and um, did wrote a book. Um, and yeah, I receive lots of emails and <laughs> Instagram DMs and lots of nice comments. I think um, these should be valued rather than haters because they deserve it very much. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's, that's so nice. Um, and thank you so much for so far. Um, and <laughs> I just kind of wanted to sort of find what you, where, where you feel like you're going next with the music, really. Well, I started to take electronic music lessons during the pandemic. Right. Yes. I am mm. trying to learn about synthesizers and explore more about ambient music. I want to stay solo um, f um, for I, I don't know how long, but uh, right now I want to stay solo too. So I want to control all these other instruments by myself as well on stage. Uh, I've started to explore these new worlds <laughs> with the piano. Mm. 
Do you, do you think so? Uh, that, that's such. A, there's sort of so many unlimited possibilities once synthesizers come in as well in terms of texture, and it reminds me as well of architecture as well. That as all of a sudden you have like new new materials to play with. Exactly, you, lots you, of you, new. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Too many delays. <laughs> I know, I know. It's it's the classic <laughs> Zoom thing, isn't it? It's going to be so strange yes. when uh, when all of this is over and then every meeting is real time again and there'll be no glitches. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And so you sort of mentioned about synthesizers there as well. Because we've, we've really, really mentioned about kind of like classical music and piano music, but do you have other musical influences as well that are like really way different? That, that might come in at some time. I do, and I've never mentioned it anywhere. Um, this is the first time I'm going to mention it. I am this very is an much exclusive, in- wow. Yes. <laughs> I am very much influenced, uh, influenced by Astor Piazzolla, the master of tango. All oh, right. Um, Yes, um, and the way he was trained uh, and the way he combined his music um, with the techniques he brings from the from Nadia Blanger, uh, a famous um, ma- master of piano, and then he gets back to his country and he 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 actually uh, started a new age in tango uh, in Argentine. Mm-hmm. So this inspires me a lot. His music inspires me a lot. The way he also used electronics, electric guitars in his music, and piano as well. I really uh, enjoy um, his life and his music. What What is his name again? Because I don't know this. I don't know him. Astor Piazzolla. Astor Piazzolla. Okay, cool. When I'm editing mm-hmm. it, I'll write that down and, and, and check that out. That's a good recommendation for today. Um, uh, Bushra, mm-hmm. thank you so much. I think I've got everything from my side. It, I, I wanted to ask mm-hmm. if there's anything that you would like to talk about as well that, that we haven't covered um i think this was a really nice chat thank you oh cool okay cool thanks very much i'm have a really wonderful time in the snow i'm gonna do that as well i'm gonna go <laughs> me and <make> too <laughs> thank you thanks for having me <laughs> you. so that was bushra kaiksha talking with me at lost and sound on february the 14th 2021 joining for 30 or 40 minutes istanbul and berlin over one slightly delayed zoom really so lovely chatting with her um felt so honored that she'd talk to me and and share her thoughts um share her kind of processes and and aspects of her life um my gosh it is so cold it is absolutely so cold and the thing is i can't really wear gloves and operate this digital recorder at the same time so i'm going to really quickly shoot i'm going to treat myself to a vegan donut and then i'm going to uh go home and get warm i hope you're all keeping warm i hope you're all keeping safe um take care and speak to you soon
for listening. Lost and Sound is written and produced by me, Paul Hanford. Title music by ESO. And a big thanks to Kieran Yates in the UK for mastering the levels. And this episode is being hosted by Bear Radio. And you can check out other English language podcasts from Berlin by going on bearradio.org. I'm particularly a fan of Air Podcast. It's an amazing music podcast, also from Berlin, presented by Emma Robertson. And if you enjoyed listening to Lost and Sound, please hit subscribe and leave a comment. It really does help. And you can also help the production costs of making Lost and Sound by buying me a digital coffee at coffee.com. There's a link in the socials. Take care and speak to you soon.